0: During rabbinical school, my advisor and beloved professor, Rabbi Rachel Adler, would often say that rabbis must protect the Jewish community. On some level, I understood this, though at the same time, it felt and continues to feel a bit difficult to comprehend. I am among the last people anyone would look to for physical protection. I suppose I've got books I could throw at someone, or words. Of course, I doubt she meant that rabbis should attempt to be security guards, which is a task at which most of us would not succeed. But I confess it's an obligation I never feel quite sure how to carry out. And over the past several years, Jews continue to be under attack in ways that many of us assumed were things of the past, problems that belonged in Germany or Russia. And at the same time, Many of us live with so much more physical security than our ancestors. I mean, think for a moment. How many of you live safer lives than your great-grandparents? More physically secure? All Jews are responsible for one another. And while I don't think you need me to say this, it seems necessary to state clearly and without any caveat that attacks on Jews for being Jews are wrong. It is terrible and dangerous for us and for democracy. Whether it comes from Trump inspired right wing racists marching in Charlottesville or violent left wing activists who distort and exploit legitimate efforts to bring human rights to Palestinians or misinformed statements from public officials across the political spectrum, attacks on Jewish people must stop. They must be opposed. There is room in our social justice movements to fight anti-Semitism with urgency, just as we oppose anti-black racism, Asian and Pacific Islander hate, anti-immigrant nativism, heterosexism, ableism, all of it. I have a poster next to my desk at home that a friend gave me years ago with a quote from Jewish transgender activist Leslie Feinberg. And it reads, what is realistic is the goal to build a coalition between our many communities to form a movement capable of defending all our lives. Indeed, it is realistic. It is possible and worth believing that we really will one day construct security and justice for all people. This week's Torah portion opens with instructions about light fixtures in the tabernacle that look a lot like these menorahs behind me. Baha'alotachah et ha When you elevate the nerot, the candles, the Torah reads. That's how the Parshat opens. And the rabbis immediately questioned this commandment to light lights in Midrash Bamidbar Rabbah. Why, they wonder, would God need light? Aren't lights something that us mere mortals need with our inability to see in the dark and be omnipotent and all of those other God things? And they confirm this. God, the rabbis teach, does not need light for God's own sake. Rather, they say that God said, It was not because I need your light, that I am telling you to kindle the lights of the tabernacle. Rather, I am telling you to do this because you need the light. They continue, When you put up the lights, God was delighted, delighted because of your righteousness. The Holy One, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, said to Israel, Be careful to light lights for my sake. And I will shine a great light for you in the future to come. In this week when our people faced violence in America, when just last week Jews sat in bomb shelters in Israel, when the crisis facing Jews and Palestinians is once again reduced to meaningless, yet inciting memes on social media that leave neither communities safer, this teaching from Hazal about the commandment to light the lights, Stands out to me. It is a mitzvah, it is a commandment to keep the lights up, to keep the lights burning, not for God's sake. God is light and darkness. God commands us to light the lamps because God wants us to do good things. God wants you to do good things. And while many Jews may be feeling a sense of fear or insecurity, it seems almost perfect, if not difficult, that our Torah comes to us with this message this week. A few nights ago, several of our clergy joined a Bay Area-wide call for teens to discuss the current rise in anti-Semitism. It was heartbreaking to hear some of their stories, including that 37% of the teens on that Zoom call reported in a survey that they don't feel safe being visibly Jewish. 90% of them said that anti-Semitism on social media is a top concern of theirs right now. And colleagues are discussing this in meetings and in online groups. Jews are concerned. It can feel like we don't have a map that shows us how to walk this path. Or if we have a map, it's old, covered in dust. What do we do with this moment? I suggest to you that this week's Torah portion offers us a gem of wisdom. Keeping the menorahs burning so that we might see God's light in the future to come must be our orientation as we take action to protect ourselves and continue our commitment to stand up for and protect all people from the forces of hate. God wants us to light the lights For us. We cannot effectively oppose anti-Semitism out of fear or, God forbid, out of hatred. Instead, we must take action to protect ourselves and demand that our allies and political leaders and neighbors join with us because if we choose to put down fear and root ourselves in our ethical tradition, we become Jews who can see the light of the future. Because we will not be distracted by evil, by the untruths, by those who have given up on elevating sacred lives. When we commit ourselves to reach up and kindle the lights, we can be people who mourn the death of Palestinians and even oppose specific Israeli policies, just as we express our love and concern and fear for family and friends sitting in bomb shelters in Israel. Because the light of the Torah so clearly shines on the truth that everyone is a child of God. When we kindle those lights, we see that the story is always more complicated. Sometimes we can see when people are simply able to pick a side in a fight, they are missing so much of the picture. We can choose to be people who are furious that Jews are being attacked just for being Jews, and at the same time, redouble our commitment to racial and economic justice, rather than turning to the politics of fear and isolationism, believing the false narrative that we are alone in the world. We are not alone in the world. When we let that light shine, we see those who hate us are the minority, and we glimpse the many faces of friends and allies, even if those friends don't always agree or sometimes want us to see things from their perspective. Yesterday, a coalition of major national Jewish organizations hosted an online rally, and it was moving to see Muslims, Christians, elected officials from both parties. People from sports, Hollywood celebrities, and so many others come together to say clearly that they oppose anti-Semitism. When we light the light as God commands us, we can see the bigger picture and our larger purpose. We can see that peace and justice are possible for that holy and beautiful land on the other side of the globe, just as peace and justice are possible here. We can see that when we remain connected to other groups who struggle for justice, we are stronger, even if our friends and allies don't always get it right when it comes to Jews or Israel, or anti-Semitism. They are, after all, just people like us. When we light the lights, we remember that we are not powerless. It is so painful when we don't see and feel the support from our neighbors. It is devastating and infuriating that any Jew would fear attack. And it is outrageous that more than half of the world's Jewish population has lived with the constant threat of war since World War II. It is horrific that our teens are telling us they don't feel safe. We cannot let this moment confirm old fears that the world is against us. That is the story of those who would wish us harm. That is the story that some Jewish leaders and organizations have sadly told in an attempt to raise money. Or blindly support everything that Israel does, rather than teach a love for Israel that is profound and complex, a Zionism of hope and possibility, courage, truth. When we affix those lights, we see the many messages from Muslims, Christians, celebrities, everyone. We see that opposing anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism may be the first thing that Mitch McConnell Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Nancy Pelosi all agree on. Check out their statements. I am trying to convey to you that even though there are real and severe problems with anti-Semitism right now, I want you to remember the bigger picture and put up those lights so that you can see it. I want you to think. I want you to remember that Torah is the story of enslaved people who saw the worst of humanity and dared to venture into the unknown of the wilderness so that their children might have a brighter future. Let us keep the lights of goodness, hope, faith, truth, ethics, burning through the days and nights to come. We must not fall into the trap of reacting from fear. We are safer when we are our best selves and when we live and act as our prophets and sages taught us to live and act. In the end, we are safer when we strive to do good things. May our efforts to protect ourselves and build a safe future for us and for our kids and all people always be guided by lights of wisdom and goodness. Shabbat shalom.